conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that really loses it in the end. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, I'm going to open by being as basic as I usually am and as disgusting as I usually am by saying this. I didn't realize James McAvoy was hot (laughs) until this movie. And let me explain to you why. If you do a quick Goog, everyone, Goog with me as you listen. I'm doing it. James McAvoy. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, we're searching. And we go, look at his images, not his headshot. But do you see that photo from the set of glass where he's wearing his Hedwig sweatpants and a black shirt and some Jordans and some sunglasses? I want this man to wed and bed me. I also want that. (laughs) Because I saw this. I did a quick goog because, you know, I was like, Gage was like, you know, he's Scottish. I was like, I didn't know. And then I was just googing, you know, also he's five foot seven. So, like, again, are we surprised? Um, I looked at him and I went, that's not who I'm looking at on the screen right now. (laughs) <laughs> but it is. Uh, we'll get. We can talk about that more later if you want. I just wanted to open by saying, "Mom, don't listen to this." I would let him step on my throat and then thank him. Oh my lord! You I, you need to calm down. I need to go outside and touch some grass. Yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> Poor Gage. She's listening to this every single time. He just goes, "You thirst over everyone but me," and then I have to say, "That's because when I thirst over you, you say gross, go away." So <laughs> when I thirst over you, you say, "I am salt." Literally, he's like, "Go away, you're foul." <laughs> so the movie that we're talking about today is the third in the East Train One Seventy Seven something or other trilogy that's the title glass 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 uh directed written and produced by m night Shyamalan, also produced by jason blum of blumhouse Uh, oh my god all this time i thought his last name was bloom but just didn't have an e on the end no i thought it was pronounced bloomhouse no it's blumhouse are you saying i'm walking around sounding like a fool dan (sighs) wouldn't be the first time isn't gonna be the last time that's fine (laughs) Uh, starring James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Anya Taylor-Joy, Sarah Paulson, Samuel L. Jackson, and the star of the movie, M. Night Shyamalan, with oh, King. Uh, cinematography by Mike Gialu- Gial- yep. Giulakis. I, I can't help you there. I'm terrible with names. Uh, he also did the cinematography for Split. Um and it was beautiful. And old, the brand new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Did you see it? <laughs> no, but I am so excited to see it, Dan. You have no idea. So we went and saw Fast 9 uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. And they showed a preview for old. Yes. And I was absolutely gasping in my seat. I was like, mark your calendars, Gage. We're coming back. I don't know when, but we're coming back because I want to see that. Alex Wolf was really leaving his all on that screen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was bearing it all, too. No, thank you. Please go back. Um, my entire Twitter feed this past week and a half has just been people making jokes about the beach that makes you old. It's been fantastic. Ah, uh, well, I want, I haven't, I mean, I don't really go on Twitter, but I want those jokes. I mean, maybe if I went on that beach, I'd be able to purchase alcohol without getting carded. <laughs> or, you know, an R-rated movie from Walmart. Do they card you at Walmart for R-rated yeah. movies? Last time it was with, well, I think they're supposed to card everyone, but last time we went, I wasn't even the one who was paying. I think Gage was paying, but we were at a self-checkout at Walmart. We were doing like one of those Walmart date nights where you just pick a movie out of the bin and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had selected acclaimed movie, Hustlers. With J-Lo? Which is an R-rated. Yes. Yes. And I was ringing it up 
and they came over and the lady looked at Gage and then she looked at me and goes, may I see your ID? And then Gage goes, do you need to see mine too? She goes, no. And I was like, oh. Oh. We're the same age, but you wouldn't know it, apparently. It's because he can grow a beard, and I'm stuck like this. Yeah, I have the opposite problem of you. I've never been carded. I never get carded. People see me, and they're like, huh, look at that well-put-together 37-year-old man. True, but at least Anna doesn't look underage either, though. No, you know? that'd be weird. It's not that weird, It's Dan. really weird. Some of us can't help it. Your relationship is odd and weird. We're only four months apart. <laughs> but you look years. Yeah, what can I say? It's me, a youth. <laughs> uh, so they say, she! Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Glass was a co-production of Universal and Disney because... What? Unbreakable was a Disney movie, Buena Vista, and then oh, yeah. Split was Universal. So Disney would not have touched Split with a ten foot pole. I Are know, you kidding me? but they were fine with putting the cameo at the end of it, and apparently there were no issues with the production and release of this. Universal released that? it in the U.S. and then Disney internationally. Well, maybe they should try that for. I know it's like Sony and Disney, but can they try that for Spider Man, please? It's like really exhausting me. Yeah, cast James McAvoy as Spider Man, and then we'll be good. <gasps> he already but, climbs walls. No. Yeah, like a like a monkey, yeah. like a spider monkey, because they also have sticky hands. That's not true. He was probably actually, you know, I thought about this, Dan. He climbs walls like a frog. Okay, I see it. Mm -hmm. uh, released on January eighteenth, twenty nineteen, with a budget of twenty million, it made two hundred forty seven million dollars at the box office. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a thirty seven percent approval rating. With the critical consensus saying, Glass displays a few glimmers of M. Night Shyamalan at his twisty world-building best, but ultimately disappoints as the conclusion to the writer-director's long gestating trilogy. I don't know if it was necessary to use the word gestating in that review. You seem like yeah, you disagree. I like this one. Split's my favorite still. I know, controversial. Not controversial. Split's the best. No, I know. I'm just saying because, like, you know. It is controversial to a very small, very vocal group of people. Okay. Well, I like Split the best. And um, I'm not just saying that after last night's revelations. I said that last <laughs> time as well. I think, for me personally, the reason why it's the best, and a little bit of this too, but um, because James McAvoy's talents are so well showcased in that movie and mm -hmm. he really makes it, I think everybody else that's in it. I mean, like, Anya Taylor-Joy is a wonderful actress, but that movie's not really about her or her performance. No, not um, It's And I feel like, similar to this one, you do get some tastes and you see a few more of the characters. But again, I would argue that James McAvoy's character steals this show. I agree. Um, I will wait to reveal my ranking of the three films until the okay. end. Uh, but I liked this movie, too. I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I thought it kind of lost itself at the end, but I did like the ending. Okay. Which is what I saw okay. a lot of people did not like. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how I feel about the ending, to be entirely honest with you. I don't feel like I have a very strong opinion on it. I mean, in this house, we love Sarah Paulson, you know, mm -hmm. but that's besides the point. I told Gage, I think part of the reason why... Split stands out the most for me, and then Unbreakable, and then... I, this is not my favorite order for them. This is just how I remember them. I think part of the reason why Glass gets so lost in the mix is because I confuse American Horror Story Asylum with this movie sometimes. <laughs> just, you know, as one does. Yeah. I've never seen it, so I also confuse it. Well, they both take place in a hospital. I gathered Sarah that Paulson's from the title. There. Yeah. Um, I get this in Bates Motel confused. Not Bates Motel. That's one. Uh, <laughs> Soon I'm just going to start. Uh, I, I've just been baiting you into saying not whatever. I can tell. Mm -hmm. Baiting. Mm. Batesing. Bates Motel. <laughs> um, part of the reason that I don't think that the ending works very well is because of the, the twist. It, yeah. This is the dumbest twist. 
of the correct Um, correct by far which is the 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 negative of it for me like i the writing of the movie is not the exposition is very expositiony um but i can get over that james mcavoy is acting his little heart out Uh, he is he's leaving it all some might say leaving more than all too much uh but i'm still into it but just the to spoil the twist, if you're listening to this, you will get the twist anyway, that there's been this yeah. secret organization keeping superheroes away from people for thousands of years. Dumb. Silly dumb. It In my mind, it makes sense. Still dumb. I honestly forgot what the ending of this movie was when we were watching it. And then as soon as it got revealed, I was like, ugh. I, I just want more from it. Like, I remembered how it ended, but I also didn't remember how we got to that ending. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the movie starts out and guess what? What? Bruce Willis is back, baby. He's back and balder than ever. <laughs> back, balded and bearder than ever. Um, and he, you would think that at this point, he would have a different costume. Instead of a rain poncho. poncho. <laughs> but, yeah. But you know what? I'm not the costume designer, so. Um. So he is out, he is fighting crime, he is saving delinquents from posting Salt Bay fighting videos on YouTube. Please, no. Um, the dated memes. A reference that has only grown like a fine wine in taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to a podcast and randomly he would just, one of the hosts would just mention Salt Bay and they'll be like, you don't know what, the, you keep saying that, you don't know what that is. I'm doing the pose right now, you can't see it, but I'm doing it. <laughs> If you know, you know, am I right? Um, And Bruce Willis, his alter ego is the overseer. Please, Um, it's Mr. Tiptoe or whatever. (laughs) I love that one. Uh, Silent but deadly. That's what I would have called him. Yeah, and he runs a home security company with his son, played by the same actor from the first movie. Um, Who I don't think is really an actor anymore except for these two movies. Uh, Like Like, he acted and stuff. Uh, up until he was a teenager, and then he stopped acting, and then he was back in this. Yeah, I feel like he was, like, doing his regular job, and M. Night Shyamalan called him, and he's like, Hey, yeah, I got nothing else going on. Why not? I can make a quick Millie. Pennsylvania for three weeks? I can do it. Let's do it. Um, There's no way he got paid a million dollars for this. The budget was $20 million. You have James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, and Samuel L. Jackson... Who take up, all what, big names. 15 million of the budget? Yeah, probably. He got paid, like, free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> $200 in free lunch. Oh, sign me up. Wow. No, if that craft services table is looking good, I'm there, you yeah, know? Honestly, That's what I'm saying. I don't need pay. I need food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Adult Swim craft services table. Let's all remember. Slapped. Thank you. You were allowed to eat from it? Was I not supposed to? Because I definitely did. Well, I know that for like extras, extras aren't allowed to eat from it. Oh, uh, no, they had stuff. us in. A, yeah, they were like, we brought you food. Eat whatever you want. And I was like, absolutely, I will. Because they kept us there literally all day. Okay. They fed us breakfast and lunch and then snacks. Good for Joe Para and Adult Swim. I mean, we also touched. Never forget, I was heavily featured on that episode. I know. I know. Hollywood star Anna Otto. Thank you. Don't forget who you're talking to, Dan. Star of 3 a.m. television, Anna Otto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, some would say that running away is easy. It's the leaving that's hard, according to that TikTok trend of making adult oh, was... swim intros. Oh, my God. I was going to say, it's me, your sleep paralysis, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bruce Willis and his son have been hunting... The Horde, The Beast, Kevin Wendell Crumb, sexy, sexy, sexy James McAvoy. For what? His thighs are thicker than a snicker. You know what I'm saying? For three weeks. It's been three weeks since the events of Split. Really? Yeah. They say that, they brush over that at the beginning, but Split happened three weeks ago. Uh, and in that time, Anya Taylor-Joy has gotten her stepfather arrested. She is with a nice uh, foster family who... Treat her well, by all Mm -hmm. uh, appearances. There's Uh, a lot of kids there, but it seems like a good, happy, healthy place to be. It does. And they, we also learn 
that uh, Bruce Willis's wife has left him and died. There's yeah, no Robin I, Wright I forgot in this about movie. that for a second, and it made me sad. I just think that they couldn't get Robin Wright for it. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, what I definitely, happened. I definitely think she said no. Go get someone and put him in a brown wig and call it a day. Uh, they probably wanted her to take a pay cut, and she was like, no. She wouldn't have had any lines. I know. There's... Where does she fit in here? She doesn't. Not at all. No offense. Full offense. <laughs> uh, and so then we, we flash over and we see James McAvoy, sexy James McAvoy. He kidnapped a group of cheerleaders, going to do the same thing. Uh, yum, yum, eat him up. Having them hostage. Disgusting. Yeah. The sounds, the sound effects. We have, so because our air conditioning is on, you know, we keep the uh, captions on. Yeah. And at one point it was like, the captions literally were like, blood gurgling, <laughs> flesh ripping, chomping. I was like, oh, I had to look away. I was like, this is disgusting. Thigh muscles rippling. No. All of it. <laughs> Looks away. Except keeps one eye <laughs> Squints. open. Squints. Um. Looks between fingers. Bruce Willis, he's walking down the street. He's brushing past people, trying trying to get a read flashback on them. Um, and he brushes past... Um, my sweet baby, Hedwig. Hedwig. Um, my, my baby. I know he's technically part of the horde, but he's my favorite, and he's so cute. The line where he's like, Drake's my main man now. I love I that. I used to listen. So funny. Yeah. Well, Gage was making fun of me because I've definitely become a relapse barb. So when he's like, I like Nicki Minaj, but after she and Drake broke up, you know, I could only I like one had of them. To choose one. Yeah. Gage was like, this is a Drake house. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so he, he brushes into him and he sees that, you know, he just killed the cheerleaders and was eating them. And he was talking to the bodies. Um, so that, that night um, he becomes the beast I don't again. Think he'd- what? I don't think he's eaten them yet. I Not yet. He's just, just talking to the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that night, James McAvoy becomes the beast again. He attacks a group of homeless people. Um, and Bruce Willis, he becomes the overseer. He puts on his costume of the rain poncho he took from the stadium. Um, Mr. Tiptoe. And he, he breaks out the girls. He gets attacked by the beast. Um, and he injures the two of them. Knocks them both out through a window, uh, and they fight, and they're stopped by police and a mysterious woman. The Beast tried to use his signature move, the squish, you know, the bone cracker, but it wasn't going to work because, you know. Bruce Willis is thick. He is thick. But um, that was one of the moments where I went, wow, James McAvoy really is a short man, huh? Yeah. That was the moment that really started all of this off. Because how tall is Bruce Willis, do you think? Um, I'm going to say he is 5'10 or 5'11. That's my guess. Well, guess what? Hmm. He's six feet tall. Oh, I was I was close. Yeah. And James McAvoy, he's 5'7. Mm, perfect. Just the way I like him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they are surrounded by the cops and a mysterious woman. This mysterious woman, uh-oh, it's Sarah Paulson. That can only mean one Gorgeous. thing. The villain's here. Ba-ba-bum. Gorgeous um, queen. Yes. And they, she tries to get them to give themselves up to avoid hurting the officers and everything. Um, the Beast, Kevin, what have you, James McAvoy, confused by all the flashing lights and everything. He gets stunned. Uh, and they get arrested and brought to Raven Hill Memorial Institution, which R-H-M-I, which if you say it fast, is Hrimi. Which doesn't mean anything. Dan, I really was following <laughs> you there. Did you see the little gears turning? I did. In my you eyes? were really you thinking. See? You're like, where's he going? I was. With this? I was like, where? What does it spell? I was like, does it spell out Bruce Willis? Like, does it spell M. Night Shyamalan? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, R H M I M N I G H T S H. I was following. I was uh, following. I but know. this is. I, again, I'm sorry for dissecting solely James McAvoy's character, but no he's the, full offense. I'm sorry. He's the interesting part of the movie. Yes, he is. And this is where we start to get to see some of his other... Um, personalities. Some of his other personalities, because uh, 
right as they're walking in, they're walking with this light trailing behind them because they don't want him to turn into a quote-unquote undesirable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Hedwig makes a lot more appearances in this one, which, <laughs> my fave. Um, <laughs> he's just so funny. He keeps the movie light because he's nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, although it does make a very sad moment at the end. Oh, don't even. I, I literally am not. I'm refusing to talk about it. Okay, okay thanks. I like being nine. Me crying myself to sleep. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't love children. Sorry, children. But like every once in a while, I'm and I know he's not a real kid. To them. I don't know. I just felt like I should. But every once in a while, I meet a kid. Or I see a kid on, like, a TV show, and I'm like, that is the cutest freaking child I've ever seen in my life. Maybe mm-hmm. I do want a kid. I don't. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Like, I just, that, and I know he's, like, an adult pretending to be a child, but he's evoking those feelings for me, and I don't like it. But I do like it. What, you don't you know? want a nine-year-old that looks like a 30-something James McAvoy ripped to shreds? No, I only want James McAvoy full stop. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so they are uh, locked in individual cells that are designed to keep them from escaping. Uh, Bruce Willis is equipped with a bunch of water. Uh, James McAvoy, he's got those flashing <laughs> lights that changes things. Um, yeah, Bruce Willis's arch enemy would be Aquaman. I know. I shouldn't laugh, but like, LOL. I th- actually, know? I think Bruce Willis's arch enemy would be Effort. Um, oh, hot take. Uh, hot take. Eh, me choking. And also at the institution... Mr. Glass. Mr. Glass. Uh, but he's sedated and he's basically just zonked out for half of the movie. Um, I'm going to also make a hot take. Samuel L. Jackson looks weird with hair. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's it. Um, not only is he zonked out, he later gets lobotomized. Oh, God. Yeah, that... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lobotomies are just uh, horrifying. Yes. I listened to a podcast about the history of them. Terrifying. Is it what I think it the is? The last podcast ones? Yeah, yeah, I listened to that one too. It is terrifying. You're correct. Ice pick lobotomies. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason that they're held in this institution is because that um, Sarah Paulson, uh, she is saying that they all have delusions of grandeur. They don't have any superpowers. They don't have anything. They just think that they have superpowers. They're nothing more than normal people. All their stuff can be explained She's- away. She's gaslighting. Gage was singing Gaslighter by the Chicks the whole time. Mostly because I really like that song, but also because now whenever somebody gaslights someone on a TV show, we sing it. Gaslight. Gatekeep. Girl boss. That's her. (gasps) Whoa. The three Gs. (laughs) Yeah, the COVID vaccine gives you five Gs while she gives you three. This is like how um, I mentioned to Gage that Hedwig, again, Mm -hmm. back to my boy, is a girl's name traditionally, and he accused me of gatekeeping the name Hedwig, so that's where we're at. Hedwig is an owl's name traditionally. Dan, I'm surprised at you. There's a Saint Hedwig. I know that. Okay, I want to make sure. And she's a lady. And Hedwig the Owl's a girl, I think. You know what? In this day and age. Who can tell anymore? Oh, I say it doesn't <laughs> matter, but okay. <laughs> We're going to just rile everybody up, Dan. <laughs> um, also, somehow, Mr. Glass's mother is still alive, played by an actress who's five years younger than Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, she looks way too young to be his mom. And I was like, I know Mr. Glass has been keeping his mom in, like, rubies and pearls mm-hmm. because she's a queen and her style is immaculate. But that, like, she looks more like his sister than she does his mom. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Paulson, she tries to convince her, she tries to convince uh, the son, she tries to convince Anya Taylor-Joy that all these are delusions of grandeur. They don't believe her. They saw what they can do. Come on. Um, She then, she calls Bruce Willis and James McAvoy into a room to test their psyches. Um, And Mr. Glass is wheeled in with them. um, And they have a meeting and they talk about Kevin's past. They talk about how David was nearly drowned. Um, and then she tests the psyche of Mr. Glass. And we see a flashback to him breaking all his bones at a carnival ride. Stop. I love Tilt-A-Whirls. This scene was so sad for me because of how much I love Tilt-A-Whirls. I was like, 
it breaks my heart to see a little boy not having fun on a tilt award. And he was having so much fun. And yet? Until he wasn't. Yeah, until so... I mean, I've been on a Tilt-A-World. I don't have glass bones or paper skin, but if I hit the size <laughs> of those things, I'm coming out of there bruised as a pea. Yeah. But... It, I think that scene would work a lot better if the sound of the bones breaking wasn't like the sound of somebody walking on pasta. I know! <laughs> what are they doing in the Foley room? Oh, man. Crunch! <laughs> Crunch! <laughs> Not to laugh right into the mic, but now that you say it, I'm just picturing somebody be like, oh, they only had bow ties left. That's fine. And they're like pouring them on the floor. Oh, my God. Um, Literally. Yeah. And so so after we see that flashback, um, Mr. Glassy breaks free from his cell that night. And he talks to Kevin, who's Patricia at this time. Um, and Patricia... Sits like she's wearing high heels. Did you notice? I did. Her her toes were up. My ankles were in physical pain. My toes were cramping. Just watching that. I was like, think of how long. What if they had to do retakes of that scene? I'd have been like, please. Please, no. My you, ankles. You know how people have an empathetic yawn? Where if they see somebody yawn, they will yawn after seeing yes. it? Do you have empathetic ankles? Where if you see somebody high heel pose, you um, get into that pose? No, but I am prone. Well, Gage and I both did try doing that pose after that scene. Um, but I do, I am prone to foot cramps. I had one of them this eve. Mm. It hurt really bad. Not great. No. They hurt worse than regular cramps, I would say. Because it's so hard to relax your foot. Yeah, my feet look like bird toes when it's happening. <laughs> it's terrifying. Um, yeah, so they talk... Um, Mr. Glass wants to meet the Beast. Uh, he asks, Kevin will ask what the name is, and of course, he goes, first name Mr., last name Glass. Like a sprained I... ankle, I ain't nothing to play with. Does he, or does he not, in this film, once he gets his, his get-up on, does he evoke thoughts of Prince? Yes or no? I think that's just the color purple. I don't know. I was getting Prince. He had the little, like, he has the, um... Medallion? The brooch. That says MG on it. Like, mm-hmm. it was giving me the, the artist formerly known as, you know? I can I can see that. Peace. I wasn't getting it, but now that you say it, I, I, I'm picking up vibes. I was getting, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. I was getting, everything is purple. I was getting guitars that are shaped like symbols that are our names. Minnesota I was getting vibes. Minnesota, I was getting my media law teacher canceling class because Prince had passed and he was oh, so why? overwhelmed with sadness. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. So, Mr. Glass returns to his room. He gets lobotomized. He gets caught and lobotomized. Scary. Okay, also, why was there no trigger warning for him getting a shot? Okay, some of us had to look away immediately. Some of us were very thrown on Did you edge. want Shyamalan to stop the film, walk on screen, and go, Hey, just so you know, he's going to get shot in two seconds. If you want to Not shot, it, get a shot. Whatever. I'm not afraid of... Well, I am afraid to see a, a gunshot in real life, but I am just... I mean, okay, that being said, I am afraid of needles, but I am vaccinated. Get vaccinated, friends. Woo. But anyway, um, <laughs> I could have used a little... Well, T.W. on that. Well, T.W. bad. Too bad. No. Um, Yeah, so he gets lobotomized and he seems like he's brain dead, but then he breaks, wakes up, kills his caretaker with a piece of shattered glass. Iconic. Iconic. (laughs) Um, What is the line he says when he slices his throat? He's like, I was looking for the right piece or something. No, yeah, because cause the um, the caretaker comes in and he's like, all your pictures are crooked. And, oh, he says something like, after he slices the guy's throat, he goes, it took a bitch-ass long time. Yeah. He throws the, <laughs> like, glass back down on the pile of other shards that are from the picture frames. Uh-huh. I was like, that was obviously uh, improvised by Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. It probably said it took a long time. And then he just had a bitch ass. Bitch ass long time. Yeah, it's not. I'm looking at the quote page on IMDb and they don't have it written out, unfortunately. 
Dang. But I think you're right with that. So, yeah, he kills the guy. It takes a bitch-ass long time to get the right piece of glass. Um, Honestly, that guy sounded like a poop stick anyway. He was telling everybody all of the health supplements they needed. He was probably part of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, you need vitamin D. He was saying you need vitamin D. That's kind of true, though. It is true, but I feel like the next words out of his mouth would have been, have you tried this supplement group that I'm selling? I am a girl boss. Would you like to buy ketones? No. No! (laughs) Uh, And he breaks the machine that's holding Kevin that they can use to flash and have him go to his different personalities to get the ones that he wants. Um, Who knew that the only thing that could defeat uh, the beast is sunshine? And cameras. What would he do if he was at, like, a sporting event? Back when everybody had flash cameras? I don't think it's that. I think it's how, like, think about it. It's, like... It's bright and prolonged. A bunch of bright... Yeah, and it's, like, not a camera flash. It's, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's The only thing that can defeat him is an early 2000s rap video. Literally, yes. Um, They make their way to a secret room... Where it becomes the beast and he looks over, uh, Mr. Glass um, sees that he's broken, which means he's pure. Anna has to leave okay. the room to calm down. I, nah, not over the beast. The beast doesn't do it for me. I know he's shirtless, but he's too veiny and confusing. Fair. It just makes me uncomfortable. It's really just real life James McAvoy, you know? <laughs> when he's in the movie, I'm like not wowed. I mean, I am wowed by his acting. But I'm not thirsting. Okay. You know, that's how good he is at this scene. I can I can separate the man the from the performance. From the art, yes. <laughs> um so they Mr. Glass is like, ah, the new tallest building in the city is being built. That's where the final fight between you and Bruce Willis yes, Mr. Not appearing Nakatomi in the sea must be. Yeah. Seriously. Um It's all Osaka Tower or something like that. <laughs> They make it through the um, they make it through the facility, uh, and then he talks to David uh, and says that he's deactivated the water sprinkler. And he tries to get David to escape, um, and then he goes, "If you don't escape, I'll blow up the chemical factory and kill everybody," which then makes him escape. He breaks down the door, puts on his raincoat, and runs through the facility. And guess what? We're building up to. It sounds like a climax, doesn't it? Yes, it does, Dan. We're also getting to the point, this is where Patricia is the one who's pushing um, Mr. Glass through, like, may I just say, we are moving through this at quite a clip, and that's because this movie is two hours long, but it goes. It, it does. Like it it does not feel, a, it, it's a quick movie. I liked that about it. No part of it drags. Yeah. yeah. Maybe no, the last four mean. minutes drag, but that's it. Yeah, but every other part of it, I feel like, like, moves, we're at a good steady pace Mm -hmm. the whole time anyway this is when patricia decides to dress up as a nurse to push mr glass through the basement and she's wearing the nurse's gown but she's also wearing like a bandana over her head and (laughs) it just makes me laugh like james mcavoy looks silly with that he looks silly and samuel jackson is wearing a hospital gown underneath which he's wearing like a nine-piece purple suit he's wearing his prince outfit i told you i know but still this is what it sounds like when doves cry don't touch my bones they're made of glass i will break down Mm -hmm. um so they beat up a orderly uh, they crush him, make him kneel before uh, Mr. Glass, and then beat him to death. Um, mm-hmm. And then they wheel him through the hall, beating every security person that comes through. Uh, well, oh yeah, security, because they yeah. don't beat up those two other orderlies, the two women, because no. they call in the notice. Yeah, they, they force him oh, into okay. a van. Hostages I them. have a question. Anna. Were these, were, thank you, Dan. Um, were the nurses and everybody, do you think everyone that was working in that hospital was involved? They said there were other patients and stuff. Do you think that they just like took over the one wing or do you think like, even that like maybe the patients were actors and like all of the people who were on site were actors? Think about your job. Do you care what the other people in your job are doing if they're not directly on your team? Well, technically I'm the only one on my team. Um, 
But I don't really care about anybody else in the building. There you go. Except for the people who make me lunch. I like them. Yeah, I think that's the same with the the nurses and the other people here. They're just doing their job. So, like, if you're in, like, the children's ward, you're not going to care about what's going on in the scary adult men ward. (laughs) Yeah. You turn the corner and, like, the the painted walls with, like, cartoon characters and stuff on the wall, it's replaced with just cinder block and blood. And you're like, whoops, wrong turn. Hate it here. Back there, kids. Yep. We got to go back. Yeah. Um... So then the sidekicks all approach. Um, Mr. Glass's mother. Psych- Bruce I don't Willis's know why. Son, and I can't Anya call Taylor them sidekicks Joy. because. Side pieces? Because Mr. That's worse. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Hedwig does refer to Casey as his girl. Oh my God. <gasps> the part when Casey first arrives and she's talking to Kevin and he's Hedwig mm-hmm. and Hedwig is blah, blah, blah talking and. um. Casey grabs Gage. That's literally what I'm about to say. <laughs> Gage just mouthed the line I was going to reference at me when um, she's talking to Kevin and they're holding hands. And then he snaps back to Hedwig and Hedwig goes, <gasps> and he sees that they're holding hands. He goes, do you like Kevin now? I just <laughs> died. I died. Cause he thinks that Casey's his girlfriend. He's so cute. Come on. Anyway. Hedwig's the best written character in this movie. He is. And I just I just like to think that if he was a real child, if Hedwig was a real child, he'd probably be a troublemaker. But I think at the heart of it all, he'd be really just sweet and adorable. And I think any teenager that tried to babysit him, he'd think was his girlfriend. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so cute. Yeah. So Mr. Glass is very excited. He sits back in his wheelchair and watches as the fight's about to happen. Um, they start fighting as they do. Um, Sarah Paulson, she calls him back up to, to try and get them to stop. Uh, and I mean, yeah. What else are you going to do? And then Anya Taylor-Joy rushes out trying to calm Kevin. Um, but she I, can't because she's they're too got busy fighting. some bad Stockholm syndrome. Let's just put it that way. It's only been three weeks. She's still in Stockholm. I mean, it's Sweden time, baby. There's a really good song by One Direction called Stockholm Syndrome. Go listen to it. Don't don't judge me. Go listen to it. It's really good. There's a really good um, movie about Stockholm Syndrome. Is it Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't have a punchline for that. I was hoping you would oh. fill something in. I had no idea I where did, I was going. Dan. Thank you. I did fill it in. This You're is welcome. the synergy that you only get from 61 episodes of podcasting together. Ah, they call me the dentist because of how I be filling in. Ooh, that's good. Thank you. They call me the they call me the hygienist because I do most of the talking. <gasps> <laughs> uh, welcome back to our they dental podcast. The... No, no. <laughs> What, what were you what were you gonna say they call me the floss because you only see me every once every six months and i make you bleed <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, uh i put you in physical pain anyway i'm just kidding i don't hurt people that we know of yeah so not on purpose at least police come out and they separate the two of them and but they they're overpowered Bruce Willis, he locks them all in a storage container for their own good while the beast kills them and begins to eat them. Uh, oh, God, this is the scene when he's, like, got the guy underneath. Pinned under his, the like, Wyatt plexi- shield, yeah. Oh, and then, oh, this is the scene where he's got the... He's bleeding. He's got blood all over his mouth because he's eating. Absolutely not. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh. Um... So then Bruce Willis' son is like, you know who caused that train crash that killed your dad? This guy, Mr. Glass. Uh, which and Kevin says, <gasps> how dare you? Um, and Mr. Glass, he's very excited about this because he realizes he created the villain too. He calls himself a mastermind. He self-flagellates he's- himself. Mr. Glass has got an ego on him, to say the least. Really? Are you sure? Final answer. Um, and then the the beast comes out and he thanks him for making him. Um, but he has to protect Kevin at all costs. So he mood. breaks Mr. Glass's collarbone. And then later... Not a mood. 
punches him in the stomach, which ruptures his internal organs. I mean, it's very great. We get more of that pasta crunching sound that we love. Yeah. More uh, that spaghetti being cracked directly into a microphone. Yeah. And then the, the Beast and Bruce Willis, they fight. They get flown into a water tank, which is, of course, his weakness. They break out of the water tank because it's old and made of cheap plastic that they can crack through. I'm going to say it right now. I still believe that Bruce Willis needs to lose the poncho because if his arch enemies know that his biggest weakness is water, he's not getting tangled up in that thing. I would be. I'd be scared for my life. I'd feel like I'm trapped. Yeah, replace the poncho with a wrestling singlet and we're good. No, 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 no. Bike uniform. No. No. So, Lycra tight. jumpsuit. Maybe just like a t-shirt and some pants. 80s aerobics gear. Well. Maybe. 2019 Bruce Willis in 80s aerobics gear. Kind of love that. I do too, honestly. Um, yeah, they break out of the water tank. Um, and then the Beast says that they'll finish their fight at the top of the skyscraper and starts running over there. Very theatrically, until he gets stopped yeah. by Anya Taylor-Joy. She stops him. Iconic. They talk. Uh, she hugs him in a way that I can only describe me hugging Gage, where I hug him and he keeps going, release me. <laughs> Free me from these chains. Literally, every time we, we were watching that scene and every time he said, release me, I'd be like, that's you to me every time I try to get attention. <laughs> this is why I thirst over James McAvoy and not over you. Um, so she calms him down. She takes him out from being the beast. Um, and things seem to be fine until a red light appears in Anya Taylor-Joy's hair. And then, Hate it. I cried immediately. And then James McAvoy's stomach. And then that red light becomes a bullet. That gets shot into James McAvoy's stomach. Is he bleeding or am I crying and I have brown eyeliner on again? Who's truly to say? Spoiler alert, my brown eyeliner l runs red when I have it on. That was song. the missing piece that explains it all. Yep. I was like, I hope your brown eyeliner doesn't make your eyes bleed. I'd get a refund. No, I got it. I got it on a contact one day and I couldn't get it off and I had to throw my contacts out because it made me look like I had a disease where my <laughs> eye was like bright red. And I was like, I literally looked at myself in the mirror and went, oh my God, what did I do? And I was like, oh, I drew on my contacts. Better throw that out. Oh my God. It happened. Yeah. I'm a vampire. Oh, one could only hope. <laughs> Just kidding. I like werewolves. Um, the more cops show up, they, uh, Joseph tries to get him to help his dad, who's weak, they go over to help him. Um, they drag him to a pothole and start drowning him. No. No. Except they're I doing don't. a really poor job of drowning because they keep lifting his head up. Well, you know, they're keeping him alive till Sarah Paulson can give her speech. It's like, And also, you can really tell that uh, Bruce Willis is in control of the drowning in this yeah, scene. Yeah, very much so. He can lift... He That is a loose wrist holding him down. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a very gentle grip, like like how I, I don't know, what do I grab gently? Nothing, I'm well, kind of like a, light bulb. a bull in a china shop. Like if you're taking a light bulb down or something, you're not squeezing that bulb, you're just yeah, slightly no. holding it. Just gentle, yeah. an egg, how one might hold an egg. You're not just squeezing an egg until it breaks. And no, I Dropping the droppings to. into a pan. I'm really bad at cracking eggs. Holding the chicken, the eggs straight out of chi the chicken's cloaca, you know, gently. You're bad at eggs? I am. I'm not bad enough to say cloaca on a podcast, oh. but <laughs> I can Gage's never. mom has it. She has it tattooed. I thought that's where you no, were going. No, she has a dog named Chloe. And last time we were there, I started calling her cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like I can't crack eggs on a flat surface. I need an edge of a bowl or something. Yeah, I go way I too hard on a flat surface, and I just totally crack the egg completely, making a mess. But then when I do it on the edge of a bowl, I never can get it right, and I always get a little egg bit in my eggs. Well, I also always use the side of a bowl and i usually just grab a good old spoon when that happens and fish out the yolk or not the yolk the shell yeah there's like a different way to do that but i can't remember what it is i saw a hack once i think you're supposed to use like a bigger piece of shell but that just 
sounds like a horrible idea. Like, I feel like then everything would just have shells in it. Well, speaking of trying to turn this into a metaphor for Sarah Paulson's character, uh, she is kind of like the hand that reaches in to get the little shells out of the egg, the egg being the regular world and the shells being superheroes, because she reveals that she's part of a secret society whose job it is to keep the superheroes from really doing anything and being revealed to the public, and they've been doing it for thousands of years. And we all gasp in unison. And then... Bruce Willis drowns. Yeah. I mean, it seems kind of cruel. His son was literally right there. You couldn't have, like, told Joseph to turn away. Mm-hmm. You just killed him right in front of his son. Um, you could have been a little kinder, but so Bruce, what do I know? Bruce Willis is now dead. Kevin dies in Anya Taylor-Joy's arm, um, having grabbed onto the light finally. Oh, this is when... This is right before that happens. That's when... um. When Hedwig says something like... I like like, being nine. Yeah, I like being nine. And I'm like, oh, And also they put a filter or something on... Like, they edited this scene so that Bruce Willis and James McAvoy, their eyes are just so mesmerizingly bright. (laughs) Bruce Willis has really nice eyes all the time. mm -hmm. Um, James McAvoy's literally look like sky blue mm-hmm. like they're just gorgeous he really said billy eilish ocean eyes you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh and then as mr glass is dying his mom kneels over him um and he says that he's not a mistake and she says no you were spectacular and then he dies oh. also all very i mean except for bruce willis very sweet deaths yeah, I mean, I think the two characters that needed love the most got it because Bruce Willis, yeah, in Unbreakable, he had a struggling relationship with his wife, but he still had his son. Yeah, he... Who ad- just adored him. Yes. They, a different whereas, kind of love. Yeah, whereas the other two didn't really have a single other person in the world besides the people whose arms they died in. Yes. Um, so then Sarah Paulson, she's like, cool, success, all the footage is deleted from the cameras. Um, but then she realizes that the whole plot that Mr. Glass had done, he was trying to get seen on as many cameras as possible because he had been streaming to a private server the entire time, which means mm-hmm. that they have He the got footage. his Twitch account going. He really did. And then he sends it out to the next of kin, apparently, <laughs> that they have written out, but their email address is listed. Yeah. Where did he get their email addresses from? Like His mom's makes he- sense. Maybe he's, like, a good hacker, or maybe she, like, forward... Like, I feel like the three of them go to some sort of group therapy, because mm-hmm. they're, like... I mean, Joseph knew everyone's coffee orders for that final scene, so... That's true. I think they're, they're family of sorts. Yeah, and then in the final scene, the three survivors are sitting in the train station as they watch the footage populate everybody's phones, revealing the existence of superheroes to the public... Oh, and the one I'm oh, sorry. Um Sarah Paulson screams in the middle of a hallway. I mean mood. Me too, girl. Right. But um that part where Joseph sees somebody watching the scene of Bruce Willis uh folding the the bar so that people can't get out of the uh Oh my god. The storage the thing. The storage u- yeah, the storage unit. Um and he starts crying. It's just so sad because it's like, that's all he had. That's yeah. his dad. His mom's gone. His dad's gone. Mm-hmm. And he's like supposed to be like our age, isn't he? He's like 20, mid-20s, yeah. Yeah. I would be devastated. Me too. Oh, my Lord. I know. And I also had to think about the fact that technically, if you think about how the movies are supposed to line up, he and James McAvoy are supposed to be the same age. <laughs> Don't believe that. I was like, that's false. Wrong. (laughs) Um, And that is Glass. That's the end. That wraps up the trilogy. A very fast-paced movie, like we said. Yes, I enjoyed that. I liked it. I wanted a quick movie. And one thing I will say about Shyamalan's movies, aside from Unbreakable, they're fast. You're a sourpuss about Unbreakable. I'm sorry that I have taste. Oh! Well, I don't know I mean, if I can say that I, I have taste. Say, I loved F9. 
Oh, I did too. Okay, that's not a that's not about taste. That's about family. So. <laughs> F nine is the oh. Applebee's of film. Classic. When you're there, you're not family. expecting much. That's Olive Garden, you dumbass. Yeah, I, I realized. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Applebee's has a slogan. Welcome anymore. to the neighborhood. Eating good in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You're right. Something about the neighborhood. Yeah. Sweater weather by the neighborhood. <laughs> what did you think? The movie as a whole. And the other two, compared to the other two. I liked it. I will say I think that it's almost to the advantage of the later two movies that they came out 15 years later because uh-huh. so much about film production has changed and so much about the way we tell stories and things that can be included and things that are acceptable to put into movies has changed. Um, I think people... I think that if we had seen Split and... Um, Glass come out in the early 2000s like Unbreakable did they would have been made to play less complex characters yeah. than they did because of when these came out I mean to put it in a, a different frame Unbreakable came out in the time that Limp Biscuit ruled the world Glass came mm-hmm. out when Billie Eilish ruled the world. Mm. There's a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more crying when Glass came out. Are you kidding me? Every time I listen to Break Stuff, it's I just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. I already referenced Billie Eilish once during this, uh, this episode. So. Yeah, we hit our Billie quota. Um... I yeah I liked Glass more than I thought I would. Like everything right? I heard, it's fun. It's yeah, it's fun. I liked the ending up to a point. I didn't like the convoluted historical society Batman Begins, Legion of Doom, Fear, whatever thing that they had, Shamrocks. Yeah. Um, but it makes me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I liked the anticlimactic deaths for the heroes. For the main characters. Really? I, I thought that was a very interesting twist that worked well. If they're trying to make a grounded superhero kind of thing, mm-hmm. they wouldn't it wouldn't be a dramatic death. He would die from drowning. He would get shot once and be gone. I mean, yeah, because they're still technically human. I mean they have powers, but they die very human deaths. Yeah. I thought all of them. I think that worked in the story much better than a dramatic someone falls off the top of a building sort of death. Yeah, I guess it's just like, it makes me so sad. Yeah. And I don't know what I thought could have happened because it's very against everything I know logically to be like, oh, Kevin could have been, like, he and Casey could have found, like, solace in each other and been really good friends. And, and you know, Bruce Willis could go and protect the town and... You know, no offense to full offense to Mr. Glass, maybe good riddance because he was kind of a terrorist. But um, mm-hmm. that's besides the point. But I don't know. I just I want I, I know that there's no room for a happy ending in this movie, in this franchise. It's very dark. But I wish we could have seen some amount of forgiveness mm-hmm. more than we did. Yeah. But that's just me, like I said. Like, you know, I don't know why I'm even saying this. I love doom and gloom movies. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and Ugh, I don't like doom and gloom movies. I know. It just, I want to hug everyone at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes me feel so sad for everybody that's lost someone at the end of this movie. So the three quote-unquote sidekicks. But at the same time... No offense, they're just normal people at the end. Like, there's nothing they can do except for tell this magical story about three people they once knew. Yeah. I love that. I think that's great. I don't think that the... Catch me crying. (laughs) As I said, I don't think that the legion of saving the world from Will Smith and Hancock was necessary in the movie. Not Hancock. (laughs) Uh, Some trivia about the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Shyamalan, the two of the flashback scenes were shot for Unbreakable and then incorporated into the movie. The the whole scene at the amusement park was shot for Unbreakable completely. They didn't film any new mm. footage for that. Um, and then the footage of Bruce Willis like shushing his son or like telling his son oh, more. Um, that scene. Yeah. I think that happened in Unbreakable, didn't it? Uh, he, he did, but there was more footage that they had put in. Oh, catch me crying again. <laughs> um, Shyamalan mortgaged his house to co-finance the movie. Because uh, he really wanted to make the movie. Uh, I, think that he, I didn't think that he would have to after making Split and have Split being such a success. But I don't know. Low budget, only maybe $20 just, million. Yeah, maybe just because there are so many big name actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did not get cheap actors. He got three very well-known people for his lead. Four very well-known people for his leads. Yeah. He, and one, like... And, and one soon to be very well known person. Are you talking about Anya Taylor Joy? Yeah, yeah. Because um, she would bring in a pretty penny these days too. Absolutely. The, he, I guess, he saved money by having it set in one location the entire time. Yeah. Is he? I think he's from Philadelphia too. Yeah. If I remember correctly. He, I think. Yeah. It's Philly or Pittsburgh? I don't remember which one. Yeah. Um. So he probably was like, "It'll be cheaper if we just shoot this on my front lawn." Yeah. Please, guys. <laughs> uh. So the original runtime of the movie was three and a half hours. Shyamalan cut three of Kevin's personalities from the movie. No, wait. I take it back. I want them in. And James McAvoy based one of the personalities on a young Saoirse Ronan who he was in atonement with. Oh, I I mean, two of them did have Irish accents and they're twins. I was like, more of that, please. (laughs) Um. Samuel L. Jackson is five years older than the actress uh, Charlene Woodard, who plays his mother. Mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson accepted the role without reading the script, and her part was written for a man originally. Yes, I knew that, and I was so glad that it went to her because she killed it, honestly. Yes. She's good at that kind of stuff, like that kind of mysterious, s- mysterious and serious, like, dark professional like i feel like that's very much her role i don't know how else to describe it describe yourself in four words mysterious serious dark professional amen that's kind of Shyamalan too all his movies i don't know he seems like a big nerd he seems really fun like i would want to hang out with him yeah, I, would, I just want to talk, yeah. you know? I just want to see what he's like as a person, because he just... I told you, every time I see him in his movies, I forget that that's what he looks like, and I expect, like, um, no offense, a less nerdy-looking guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, before I knew what he looked like, I always pictured, like, a goth. Like, the, the guy from the IT crowd. The goth guy oh, in yeah, the yeah, basement. Yeah. That's what I expected no, him to look like. I can't like. remember his last name, but that's the actor's name. He's on a British Baking Show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought he would look like. Uh, that's really all the trivia mm. that I have about the movie, which means that I have a question. I have a trivia. Okay. Did you know that as the characters, as the three leads believe that they have powers, the more they believe, the brighter the colors become around them? I didn't. When they don't believe... Things are like dull and dark, but when they believe things are bright colors. Oh, it's like Captain Planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is believe. All I you have to do That's is take care of your planet. Yeah. Good trivia. Which is part of why their eyes get so bright at the end and like all mm. the colors are just really enhanced and the filters are up and blah, blah, blah. That sounds like and a, a lot of uh, third year film, short film <laughs> plot where it starts out gray and as they believe more and more, you just up the saturation. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Oh my god, me editing my way through college. <laughs> Let's just make this brighter and this black Let's and white. Just... Hmm, can I bring the saturation up more? <laughs> me editing an Instagram photo. <gasps> <laughs> uh, would this movie be better or worse or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as the sun? Hmm. Not the, the sun in the sky, the but the sun, Bruce Willis's No, sun. not the sun in the sky. <laughs> like I think it would be the same, to be entirely honest with you. Mm-hmm. 
I think it might be more believable that he and James McAvoy are the same age because they're closer in age in real life. Yeah, I think they're they're both other, in their late thirties. Uh, James McAvoy's forty-two. Yeah, late thirties, very late thirties. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he's thirty twelve. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, he's forty-two. Mm. Anyway, sorry, I just did it. Oh, he has a kid. What? Oh, that kid's cute. <laughs> Well, I can be a stepmom, I guess. <laughs> Turn the podcast off, mom. I don't want you to hear me like this. <laughs> she knows. I've been like this. My mom, when I was little, once told me to focus less on celebrities and focus more on school. Oh, my gosh. Look how that turned out. I'm still boy crazy <laughs> as an adult. Um, would it be better or worse than the same with Jimmy Stewart as Mr. Glass? <gasps> Interesting. Better. I think it'd be better. Better than Samuel L. Jackson? Last name. No. First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. No. My, I won't allow I it. I do like how over 60 episodes my Jimmy Stewart impression has devolved. It sounds nothing you like know, him. I can't do... When we did... When Gage and I first started dating, we were doing that Christmas show that did a spoof of It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. right? Well, your and money's in all... Greg's house, and Greg's money's in David's house, and David's house is yeah. in my ass. Pretty much. They'd all be doing, like, all the other cast members would be doing the Jimmy Stewart voice. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't join in because I am terrible <laughs> at voices. So every once in a while I hit him with a, oh, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's where it ends. Full stop. Can't make full words. No. No. I, can't, I really can't. Uh, and then rank the movies. Sorry, before you do, on a scale of... One to five. Um, I don't know what to what to put as the the scale Thick for this. Thick-thighed James yeah. McAvoy. Well, well, you're gonna give that five, and it's gonna skew no, the rating. I'll give his thighs five. Okay, but the I give movie the movie a three and a half. Okay, I agree. I also give it a three and a half. Because, like you said, it's good, but the ending leaves something to be desired. Yes, and it's a box of Kleenex to wipe up my tears. <clears throat> And then rank the three. Two, three, one. Same. I agree with you completely. But I have like, See? I have two and three kind of close to each other. Two is better. Like split is better than glass. Mm-hmm. But I have Unbreakable way down. I just don't like Unbreakable. I don't get it. I don't get the hype. I mean, mine just sit near each other. Standard separation. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more separation between glass and split. I... I really like that movie, man. <laughs> I just do. It's a good and It is. It's a good movie. Um, anything else to add about it? I'm a little sad that this trilogy is over. I am so glad that I got to share it with you. I'm not going to lie. How sappy and dumb. Ew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like that this this trilogy brought a little bit more um, cerebral discussion than you and I usually do, Dan. Uh-huh. I mean, I know sometimes we do have really deep discussion, but I feel like with these three movies, not so much with the first one, but definitely with the second two, there's a lot deeper, deeper. discussion deeper. that is... No. Deeper. No. <laughs> there's a lot more in-depth discussion that can happen. Yeah. And that's not like I'm trying to say, oh, let's make this a serious podcast now, because that's impossible. (laughs) But I just think that that's something I really enjoyed about this trilogy. Well, you know what? If people are really looking forward to more serious, in-depth conversation between us on this podcast, they are going to love next week's episode. Oh, here we go, Dan. <laughs> Hype it up. Why are they going to love it, Dan? So, Why are they going to love it, Dan? Next week, uh, we're going to be running a classic episode of In Conclusion on the feed. Mm-hmm. I will be in the midst of packing and moving, so we won't have time to record or watch or anything. So instead, get ready for a brand old episode. That brand old episode? Oh, we're a talking- classic yeah, in conclusion, the hits. Yeah. 
We're talking about Troll 2. Ah, uh, classic. If you haven't classic. heard it, well, guess what? Next week is your time to hear it. Or to quote the Disney thing, watch it again for the very first time. Amen. I feel like we once upon a time said we were going to watch bad movies more often, but we just haven't. We have. I feel like Troll 2. <laughs> It's just kind of become our, our classic film, yeah. Dan. Nine months ago, we said we would do it like interspersed between series, and we have not followed up on that at all. Well, you know, some promises are better left unkept. <laughs> um, also, I'm going to plug it again. We have merch shop.wearecreativeland.com. We just added hats. Oh, they're so cute. They're you and nice Tom hats. both sent that hat to me individually. Well, Tom sent it in our group chat, but you sent it to me personally, and I was salivating. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I might buy myself one. We also need to send a thank you to Tom Hillmeyer. Um, I, I, my business partner is the best way to put it, because he's been designing all of the merch. He's been thank doing you, all of the work on that. Thank you, Tom. We love you. Very much. We love you. Thank you, Tom. Um Anyway, if you like the podcast and you want to support us, other than buying merch, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at and in conclusion, on Instagram, at in conclusion podcast. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. Uh, and spread the word, tell your friends about the podcast. That's the best way. Get more people to listen. If you want to find me if online, you, if you what? What, Anna? If you, if you follow the Instagram, I'll leave you a little treat. It's that picture of James McAvoy walking to set. <laughs> Wink. Do I'm, it. I'm Do it. Follow the Instagram. Now. Please. I'm going to just it post it now so it's waiting. Every day. What if I changed? But what if we both changed our profile pictures to that picture? Look. I am so on board with turning it into just a shit posting that picture of James McAvoy Ew. account. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get a cease and desist from his uh, his agent. <laughs> like, please stop. Like how Beyonce tried to get the picture from the Super Bowl taken down. Wait, what? It's from like 10 years ago. She looks really derpy in the picture. Oh. And her I think I know the one you're talking the picture about. Taken down. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, follow us on social media if you want to see pictures of James McAvoy looking fly as fuck. If you want to see pictures yeah. of me looking fly as fuck, follow me on Twitter at danokeefe86 or read my blog dan-okeefe.com/blog. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at autumnusprime818, or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for Auto, capital B for Bots, capital R for Roll, and the O in Roll, and the O in Out are zeros. Woo! So, we will be back to the past next week, talking about Troll 2. But in two weeks, we will be back with a brand new episode. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. That's fine. She's, she's weary. Let her go rest. Let her lay her weary head down on the couch or bed or wherever she is. Mm-hmm.